So Barbara, very welcome to the to the podcast. I think it's uh you you have the honor of being the first guest from Expreneurs. So I've been doing this for about a year now, and I haven't had uh, many people from Untenemetum, but you're the first person from Expreneurs. So I'm really really excited uh, to get a chance to deep dive a little bit with you to explain to the audience like what exactly Expreneurs is for startups. It's obviously an incubation program, but uh, I think we're going to touch on some pretty cool stuff. Um, but maybe just to begin, you could introduce yourself very briefly, tell the audience kind of who you are and uh, what you do at Expreneurs. Okay, yeah. Thanks for the invitation, Alan. And now that I know that I'm the first Expreneurs, of course, it's even a bigger honor. No pressure. <laughs> so really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, hi, I'm Barbara um, and I'm venture consultant at Expreneurs. And that means I coach some of the startups that we incubate. I um, developed a program um, to, yeah, to, to give our startups all the training they need um, to be market ready and um, yeah, try to find mentors, investors that we can connect our startups to. Um, and I've started Expreneurs last year in summer. Um, so now my third batch is starting. And before that, I worked on a lot of tech transfer projects. So I'm helping scientists to get their technologies out into the world and into the markets. For example, technologies that were developed at CERN, which was really cool and very exciting. And yeah, now I'm an ex-nurse and um, really happy to work with the great startups and great technologies um, that are developed in the Munich ecosystem, but also in Germany in general and in other countries. Cool. Um, yeah, I think I knew that about your background, that you worked with teams with tech transfer, but I think uh, it's also something interesting I'd love to dive into just for a second, because obviously we're, we're independent from the Technical University in Munich, but I think since we're deep tech orientated as an entrepreneur's incubator, we get a lot of startups, right, that come from an engineering background or from a kind of a technical, let's say, team, right, from research. Um, has there been any uh, experience, I'm sorry, anything based on your experience as working in that field, uh, like the common mistakes maybe, or uh, just uh, some interesting insights that you had when you were working with those teams at CERN? Like, are they very different from, say, a business-orientated team? They probably have a, a different set of challenges, right, I imagine. Yes, definitely. So uh, what I experienced with uh, scientists, more especially in the, in the hardcore science fields in basic research, is that they usually don't want to get anything out in the market or even show it to people that is not 100% yeah. perfect or even 120% perfect. So um, this, this need for perfection before showing something around is something that's very in contrast to what entrepreneurs need to do. So that's a big challenge. Um, and also usually this, this some sort of overconfidence that you also need as a startup yeah. and as an entrepreneur is often lacking because they, uh, yeah, scientists are more, I don't know, more uh, humble about yeah. what they have created. And that's that's also not really helping when you want to sell something. something yeah, and it's kind of the mentality, the right it's the mentality of a scientist, right? To question yeah. everything and to be questioned. And I, I heard a podcast recently actually on Joe Rogan where they were talking about the scientific process, even to do with coronavirus and that everything is really, you know, you you put something out there and then at a conference, you'll be like, not ridiculed, but heavily criticized for oh, what yes. you're doing. So I think that's why scientists get a, a very humble personality. Yeah, But I guess it's, it's difficult for them to go when you talk about the perfection from 
doing really high level science that, you know, to get something published, you need to do a lot of work compared to let's just fail fast and just, you know, lean startup kind of approaches. It's a juxtaposition, right? It's the completely opposite ends of, of what they do. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think you can get more basic kind of research than CERN as well. <laughs> it's kind of like yes. yeah, pretty, pretty, hard to pretty find hardcore cases very quickly for the technologies yeah. developed there. Yeah. How can we use this new like, you know, particle that you've discovered to, you know, create a product that could be tough. Yeah. But, <laughs> but still very, very interesting. No, but that's, um, that's fantastic that we get a little more into, into that topic. I think tech transfer, a lot of the audience is coming from, from universities that are they're students and then maybe they have these ideas. So it's helpful to understand that they have to let go a little bit from the perfection and be able to focus on, on doing and, you know, getting feedback by actually putting things out there. Um, kind of in line with that, because that was my experience of being an entrepreneur or starting on this entrepreneurial journey was actually working as a postdoc at um, Technical University in Munich. Um, and I spoke about it before that I think the best thing for me uh, that helped me along the way was not just the individual coaching or like one program, but get kind of tapping into the ecosystem of Munich. And um, so I think you've been here for, have you been in Munich for about a year, right? Or more? Uh, yes, years, for right? about a year now, but okay. I already studied in Munich at LMU, ah, right. not okay. Technical University, so the other side. Um, That's allowed, it's okay, we're all collaborating. I, I always try to hide it, but yes, and uh, I already grew up close to Munich, so I'm, I have been in Munich for a long time, only okay. in Vienna for the last four and a half years, but now I'm back. Okay, cool. So, I mean, it's interesting because you have a different experience of working with CERN, working, living in Munich as well, but also then Vienna. And um, would you be able to comment on uh, the ecosystem? That was kind of my point of, of my experience was just like realizing like it was as if someone turned the light on uh, when I joined Untenemetum to, uh, to, to basically join one of their programs, Explore program, pre-incubation, just to get my first kind of uh, baby steps with entrepreneurship. And I wanted to understand uh, the potential of doing business with an idea that I had from research. And it was really like someone just flicks on the light and you realize, oh my God, there's like startups everywhere. There's all this resources and support. And um, maybe you want to talk about like any recent developments that we had in the the Munich ecosystem. So for example, we have this brand new building. I don't want to steal your thunder. I would lo love for you to introduce it, but something that I think is super special in the city like Munich um, has just been launched basically last week, right? Was the opening, I think. Yes, the official yeah. opening, but yeah. we already moved in in April. Um, so we, uh, we warmed it up. From the very, we, we warmed it up and uh, yeah, helped with the with the heating that didn't work at the very beginning but yeah. um yeah the building is really amazing for the startups so we um the startups that are incubated in expanders also um can have an office space in now the munich urban collab um and which is very cool because the it's a huge office building but it also has different corporates that are sitting there um it has different uh, research institutes there um, also venture capital funds have their offices there. So everything that a startup needs is, um, is together in one place. Um, also a huge maker space where the startups can directly prototype yeah. what they're developing. They can test out their new software ideas in BMW that is standing right in the building. Wow. So it's, it's extremely cool. And the startups have co-working spaces, have uh, meeting rooms where they can meet investors or pitch to customers. 
So, and of course, there's also some fitness, uh, some restaurants. So you can basically live there. You only have to sleep exactly. under the desk. But a very, very cool opportunity for startups, especially in Munich. It's always hard to find office spaces. So this is the perfect environment. And the startups can sit there for free, enjoy all the benefits and focus on really network and getting their startup into the market. Yeah, no, I think it's really fantastic. An important point is that it's Freddie Mercury themed, right? It's the new, the new street is called Freddie Mercury Strasse. Flash Gordon, which I think was his favorite, I guess, character or something is the name of the restaurant and stuff. So there's like, you know, a few little sprinkles of, uh, of interesting Freddie Mercury, uh, uh, yeah, throwbacks basically within the building. But um, no, it's really, really, really interesting. There was a big conference even just recently, I think, for, for um, DLD that was there. So it, it's kind of the place to be. And for anyone that doesn't know what that is, um, I don't know what the full definition of DLD is. I do apologize, but maybe you can tell me. But it, it, it's a high-level so... conference. Yeah. Digital, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but um, there was it was a high level conference. There was people from BMW there. You know, you know there was a, a mini were there. It, it's it's really an important you know physical location within the city to bring together not just startups but also these high level people that make the decisions that often impact whether uh, you know the ecosystem can continue to thrive in terms of innovation and whatnot. And I just walked past the uh, the makerspace on the outside because I've always seen it from the inside. But I walked, we walked for lunch yesterday and I walked around the outside and it's really cool. They have all of the, the different boards that they've built from the makerspace and they have these new type of uh, like a skateboard that can kind of like rotate a uh, part of it. And uh, all these other prototypes are on display on the outside. So even if you just walk around the building, you can kind of see like, look, we build stuff here, which is pretty cool. Um, but no, I think, that, I think that's really, really great. And um, I think it's a fantastic location. And I can definitely say from my side, um, I really missed it because this was my my first batch that we did from from March until May, uh, which was almost 100% online. Um, and the the reason I began to you know, want to join Expreneurs is because I really love that idea of just bumping shoulders with other entrepreneurs and other founders. And um, I think we really feel that now as the building starts to get full, as the Corona regulations are being reduced, and thankfully more vaccinations and whatnot. So um, it's going to be a really special place because the building is, is freaking huge and it's going to be so many people in there. I think SAP labs are on the floor below us and we have like, you know, our in-house VC is there. So um, it's definitely really, really special. Um, but yeah, that's that's really cool. So that's an additional value that we <laughs> we offer for anyone that joined our programs. Um, so now I'd love to just very briefly jump in to help the audience understand um, what, what does a startup look like when they enter our program? So um, just to say the program is very competitive. We do, we do get a lot of applications every single year and we only accept about 10 or a little more than 10 uh, for each individual batch. So what is the kind of the characteristics of um, the startups that come in? Um, so obviously it's deep tech, but what stage are they at approximately? And, and when they exit the three-month program, although sometimes it's a little bit later, right? Because we make contacts to investors and stuff and then, uh, things happen just after the program. So what do they look like when they enter and what's the kind of journey to the point at the end of the three month program, just to give the audience an idea of like what they're going to maybe experience over those three months, you know? Mm -hmm. So usually the startups that we accept into the program are like, they have a complete team because that's very important. Um, and they are committed full-time to the project they're working on. Yeah. So at least a few of the founders really have to work full-time on the startup. 
um, because three months, of course, is a very short period. And if you're still working on the site, you really don't have the time to um, benefit from all the yeah. workshops and from meeting all those people that we try to connect the startups to and the coaching. So this is important. And um, often they already have their MVP, so their minimum viable product. But that depends strongly on the industry that they are from. So in medtech, yeah. it might look a bit different. Um, and so we we also take that into account where the startups are coming from. And um, so they already have found their problem solution fit. So they should have a clear idea what the benefit is that they are providing to customers. So our program is not really aimed at um, finding out what might be useful about the solution or what the solution should look like. That would be in an earlier stage in the Explore program um, program that you know quite well, Alan, in RDX <laughs> yes. expert for. I attended um, and worked there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, this this is the the program where you you find out what the value is, and with us, yeah. you try to really find out how you enter the market. So we are looking for this um, this product market fit really together over mm. the three months that the startups join us. So we. Um, the startups that we have in the program, usually we really try to find out how can they sell their product? Um, how do they set up their organization? Um, how, like what investment do they need? How can we connect them to the investors that are interested in these kind of startups? So we really focus very much during the three months on sales, on investments, but also on developing the team further do they need additional resources? Do they need to start looking for the first employees? Um, so how can they really um, be market ready, be investment ready? That's what we usually work on. And so um, we also, of course, help them to pitch and to really fine tune their, uh, their way, how they present themselves to customers, to investors, um, because of course it takes a lot of training. And um, so usually after these three months in the, in the exhibition that we do, so our demo day at Explainers, um, we want them to be really presentable to the world and make a good impression to VCs, to business angels, um, to customers, um, and really yeah, get their product out there, get uh, the capital that they need, um, and yeah, let them out into the world. But of course, try to keep them very close in our ecosystem, um, because again, in each new batch, we we are very dependent on our alumni to share their expertise, connecting the younger teams with um, more developed startups in the same industry. So um, they never leave us entirely, <laughs> but um, they are ready to to be on their own, stand on their own feet. And of course, we're also happy when they come back and ask for support. Um, but yeah, that's the journey that we guide them through. It's a lifelong connection that we have with them, uh, Barbara, right? Hopefully, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's a really good point that I'm glad you mentioned the alumni because it goes back to my point that I mentioned about just missing, you know, physically being next to other entrepreneurs. And we've seen this, uh, or at least I saw it with the first batch that I worked with uh, just recently, that when the teams actually got a chance to come to the office, 
and they had meetings together, even the teams from the same batch, they're kind of on the same level, you know, they're, they're not really, no one's like, you know, series E and then the other team is like just at the idea phase, right? They're all kind of relatively similar. Um, and even meeting those uh, founders together uh, physically was, was a huge benefit. But then you look at like the alumni, I mean, we have over four or 500 alumni at the moment, which are all extremely active and engaged with us and to get into contact with someone that is, you know, it's like a door opener. They're, they're part of Expreneurs. It's a community within Untenematum. So um, it's much more likely that, that that alumni would be able to help you. And, you know, those people are just so valuable because even if they've failed, even if they've taken 10 more steps beyond where you are at the moment in, in Expreneurs program, and they just have so much knowledge based on that experience that they can they can really, really help you. So um, that, that's a huge, huge, huge value. And of course, with the, with the network and everything else, maybe we'll just briefly mention the type of startups that we do. So we, we have a deep tech focus, you know, so um, a lot of the startups that we would get or a good number of them would come from the university potentially or from a university with a specific technology they've developed but we broadly look at a smart city which is quite a general term but of course anything to do with mobility and in that space uh, as well as like uh, anything that can digitize a city uh, we have a specific focus on of course um, smart enterprise in general uh, we do software hardware we don't exclusively just do b2c right uh, barbara but uh, our, our strengths we have a lot of startups in the b2b focus uh, which i think is, uh, is is one of the main strengths of, of what we focus on and we also as barbara mentioned uh, do stuff in health tech and, and med tech so we have other complementary programs um, like explore for example does a med tech boot camp they actually do two per year um which is like again to find your market fit for your med tech startups and uh, many of them try to apply and then some of them are successful at coming to expreneurs yeah so that's fantastic cool um what i would love to go into then is just we um we discussed generically kind of like where you come in at and then when you leave, what do you look like uh, more or less, but are there any maybe success stories or are there any like teams um, that could be used as a bit of a promotional flag to show that the, the, this is, this is possible, that the startup dream is real and that the program really works. Right. Because um, uh, I think it really does. And I think it would be great to share just one or two examples of any teams that you can think of from your experience and that, yeah, have, have been very successful after going through our program. Of course, yeah. One <laughs> example that I particularly like is ESA Aerospace. I think you already had one. a podcast or a video um, yep. for them, but uh, so interrupt me if, if you told all about it already. It was a 30-second video, so no worries. Okay. It was just a, okay, a brief overview <laughs> of recent funding. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. So uh, what I like about ESA Aerospace is that they are one of our alumni that are now also mentoring one of our very young yeah. space teams. So that's cool to see the, the, the loop closing there. Um, they started to work on their solution um, in 2017 mm. um, in the Technical University. And what they are doing is basically they offer flexible and sustainable and very cost efficient access to space. Um, so they are launching satellites into space um, and trying to do that to a competitive price and uh, this way also making Europe more competitive in the new space industry. And they started... I think they're one of the first in Europe, right, to do this. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's really impressive as well, because the competition, of course, in the US and worldwide is high. So this is really great to see that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's super great. And they also developed this very quickly. So as they just started 2017 as students yeah. in the university, um, they were really fast because they're already 
close to, to launching, so very cool. And um, so they first had a student association in a technical university, went to the startup coaches from technical university, um, and then decided to make a spin-off because they got very positive feedback from space industry and then had several touch points with Unternehmertum. So they um, received funding and capital from the Initiative for Industrial Innovators, mm. but also from UBC. And they participated in Explorers to really shape their startup further and were very active as well. And yep. um, as I said, now they, they are also alumni and mentors and really working closely together with one of our new startups, Vioma, on their idea and um, they also say it's great fun for them to share their expertise and the startup the Vioma team of course loves it because they can learn so much yeah. and um, they even nominated them for an award as the best mentors in our last batch so that's very great to see and either aerospace of course now is really successful and has made such an impressive development over the past years yeah. um, receive a lot of funding have 120 employees by now all over the world. So um, really impressive what they have achieved in just a few years, basically, in such a really um, traditional, conventional industry that is very hard to, to get into. Yeah. But this is my favorite example of all. But of course, no, we have many more great success stories. Of course, of course. No, I mean, just even just the journey that they had, I mean, that's incredibly fast for a for for launching things into space, like it's crazy fast in, in four, four or five years to be close to to actually launching the, the product. And I just love the, the founders as well, because the fact that they really did give back and they had a, a very big impact and, and, and I think still do as well as part of the, um, uh, the batch that we did recently. So with Vioma, um, I think that's really, really good to see that people are even though you know they're successful they're running a hundred plus person company and they have a lot of success in terms of the the funding that they need to get their product in space and they they also have the time to give back because they, they value that that's really really fantastic great yeah cool they probably don't even have the time but they take it so that that's even yeah. better to see Absolutely. And, you know, I also like the example because it goes back to the, the point uh, of uh, you explaining your, your earlier career where you were working with tech transfer. So this is very, very good example that kind of ties together everything we spoke about. And, you know, um, uh, space, I think, is a very close knit community as well, but it's also a very competitive area because it's difficult to put things in space. So um, I think all the support they got along the way and the fact that they are fantastic founders as well, have a great idea. And um, it's kind of like the right to uh, the mix to, to make sure that they be successful yeah that's a great example fantastic um i suppose kind of on that point of of working together and you know um yeah working together and the the the, the larger ecosystem that is expeners because sometimes i feel like people look at expeners and they think uh, that it's just a munich based incubator right but what we do is actually a lot more than that i mean on the name of tomb it's one of the largest entrepreneurship centers in europe that's really really important and, and a point I want to make uh, is actually what Barbara just mentioned, um, uh, which is the fact that we kind of have everything in house, right? We have the pre-incubation programs, we even have student programs, and we have um, a maker space where you can build stuff. We also have um, um, the opportunity to be able to uh, attend some free events and community events like um, Hack and Talk that we run. And then you can you know, join Expreneurs, you can join our corporate accelerator. And then what uh, you mentioned, Barbara, which is uh, the UVC, we even have our own in-house venture capital um, firm, which is, which is I think, quite impressive for, for within Europe to have all of these things under one house. Um, but we don't just do 
Munich or German-based entrepreneurship, right? So our ecosystem goes well beyond that. And I would love to just have a little chat with you about, you know, first of all, the the, the extra benefits that we provide because our network uh, is like 10x or 20x than a typical incubator because we run these other international programs. So would you maybe like to introduce one or two of the programs that you're working with and that work with more international teams so people know that it's not just a, you know, a Munich-based team that could apply. It could be from anywhere in the world, really, right? Yeah, definitely. Even for entrepreneurs, we have become more international due to COVID because we were able to also invite participants from other countries due to our virtual setting. Yeah. Um, but the programs that you're mentioning are... Um, more European initiatives, where we run the actual acceleration program for, for example, EIT. So this is the European Institute for Innovation and Technology, I think. Yeah, that's correct. It's a nice <laughs> and, long name. That's what they say, EIT. <laughs> it's very long, but it's uh, it's great European initiatives that are behind this um, that try to foster innovation in a certain area, in a certain industry. And um, we at Expreneurs run the program for the EIT Food so in that regard, we accelerate startups from the agri-tech industry and the food industry. So basically all startups that try to have a positive impact on the entire food chain. Mm. Um, and that uh, most important is really the impact. So the, Europe wants to support startups that have a positive impact and can really um, yeah, change something. And um, I mean, of course, we also have the accelerator for EATR Mobility, where you are the expert um, yeah. and running it. And then we also support a bit later stage startups in the Scale Up for Europe program, where you, of course, are also yep. um, involved and know more about that than I do. Um, but it's cool because these programs allow us to, to have a bigger, like um, to have more access to also more international startups, um, other experts as well, often a lot of great corporates in the respective industries are involved in the programs. So for example, with EIT Food, um, we have uh, Döhler, for example, which is very interesting for the food startups. And we have John Deere in the network, um, who's of course great for all the agri-tech startups um, and also a lot of research um, institutes that help the startups to work on their products, to, to test, to develop the first batches um, of the food products that they develop. So it's very cool to um, yeah, increase our network in that regard through these programs that we also run. Maybe you want yeah. to say a bit more about your mobility um, and what, sure. what kind of startups are in there, what are maybe the coolest startups and that are great examples from that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just a quick side note for anyone that's, that's listening or watching, uh, with EIT, I mean, my my phrase and my way I frame EIT in general is that's probably one of the most important organizations in Europe for, for innovation and entrepreneurship um, in general. So they have eight different bodies. So if anyone's interested, you could check out. We, we work with uh, EIT Urban Mobility. We also work with, uh, as Barbara said, um, EIT um, um, fa uh, Food, so the the fan accelerator is what it's called right the food accelerator network um but there's many many others in different topics so you can check them out as well i used to work as well for eit health so this is kind of the med tech background that i have as well um, and um yeah it's really a fantastic opportunity for 
not just tech transfer, if you want to do the innovation, but also to focus on um, startup funding and the programs, like the accelerators that we run. Um, yeah, just to say that. But yeah, um, with EIT Urban Mobility, we just had our actual kickoff uh, yesterday, uh, which was it's, it's super, super exciting. So, I mean, we only have uh, five teams within our batch, but uh, there's uh, 20 teams in total, which are spread out across different uh, hubs within, within Europe. And that's also the advantage of all these programs is that you're not just tapping into the network of expreneurs, you're then tapping into all the other partners that we work with that are across Europe and some of them also based in based in Israel. But um, to give you a very sneak preview of who we have, I see if I can remember everyone. We have Aircar from 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 Turkey, uh, which have like basically a flying car. We have Hopper Mobility based here in Munich, which are doing a kind of a electri electrified um, bike, which is not quite a bike that has a cover. Um, so you can actually drive it on the, um, the bike lane uh, and be able to get from A to B much faster and in more comfort. That's really cool. It's like the, the Tesla of bikes, right? Uh, we also have uh, Cognibit, who are also part of Xpreneurs, who are doing um, adding kind of the human element, right, for, um, for uh, artificial intelligence and for driving to be able to make sure that these algorithms, which are going to be um, delivering the, the potential future for um, autonomous vehicles, can be trained adequately because to do that with real vehicles and with real data and um, you're never going to reach the the, the scale um i'm trying to remember every single one of the we have vipa which is super interesting and um, they're doing a tower where they can take two normal car park sizes and they can create 12 vertical um uh, parking spaces which is really really interesting so so the vision is to have hopper mobility on the outside uh, Vipad will allow you to park your car and then you can have the air car uh, on, on, on top as well, which is super interesting. We have Deliverers AI, uh, which is another team, uh, which is also really fascinating doing automated deliveries with a little robot, which can take, I think, up to 20 uh, kilos. Um, they're operating, I think, in Italy at the moment, but we're going to try to get into the Munich Urban Co-Lab to kind of have uh, everyone together. I may have forgotten someone, so I'm very, very sorry. I just kind of rattle them off the top of my head. But um, there are some of the teams that we have with EIT or Mobility. Um, and it's really, really exciting because they all have kind of physical products as well. I know Cognibit is software-based, but they're working on a prototype where uh, people can actually interact with their system to help kind of see how it works. Uh, so we're hoping to showcase uh, pretty much all of them uh, within uh, the Munich Urban Collab soon. Um, just to say as well, then another program that we do is Scale Up for Europe that, uh, that you mentioned, Barbara. And that program is also um, uh, opening for applications very, very soon. Uh, so I think it'll open around the, the 12th or 13th of July um, for applications for about uh, four weeks. And um, you'll have an opportunity to be able to connect with us then. We have great partners like Pioneers in, in Vienna. Uh, we work with um, some government organizations uh, within Serbia. We have Berchtesgaden Land, which is a region uh, very close to Austria, but within Germany. Um, and we have a lot of different other partners that you can connect with there. And that's really for scale-ups, um, not specifically just for startups, but you've got an, an existing product, you have your product market fit, and you have like existing customers already uh, on the market. But yeah, that's just two of the programs that I do, Barbara. That's basically it. But the, the point is, uh, I feel like I went, went on for far too long, but the point is, is that all these programs uh, give you a benefit because you're not just going to be within this group of 10 or 15 teams from Xpreneurs, for example. You have access to international teams from, from food. You have these international teams, not just the five teams from EIT of Mobility, but the full 20 teams you can connect to. 
Um, and the same for scale up for Europe. You can you can bump shoulders with teams that are like a little bit further ahead of you, which I think has a huge advantage. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it from from the projects that I work with. Um, do you want to maybe give some details then about how people could apply? Because uh, I think the the current deadline is coming up for the Expreneurs program at least, and I can share all the details afterwards underneath the um, the description for this video, or if you're listening for the podcast. Yeah, of course. So uh, exactly, we have the application deadline on the 19th of July, so quite soon already. Um, and really hoping that we have great startups for our next batch again. Um, and startups that are applying should uh, fill the application form in the first step. They will also need to do a quick video, so not a complicated or professional shoot or anything, um, not a lot of effort, but we want to see the teams. So really, yeah. who are the founders and do we think that they fit into the program in terms of, um, do we think they, they need what we offer in the program? Do they look like they, they want to be coached and want to work with our feedback? Um, and yeah, just learn something about them. And of course, a pitch deck, but most of the startups have a lot of pitch decks available, so that shouldn't be a huge effort. Um, and then after that, we will choose 30 or, or 40, depends, um, startups that will pitch in front of us, um, either virtually or um, even live again, which is, of course, nice Whoa, to really see the new. startups. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> Hasn't yeah. happened for a long time. Um, but of course, it gives us more of an impression and a better, better understanding whether they fit into the program. But virtual is also great and helps us to, to reach startups that might not be located in Munich. Um, and then we will select the, the, the lucky participants that will start into the batch in uh, September. So we start right at the 1st of September with an actual offsite, hopefully, mm -hmm. um, where we will even stay overnight somewhere in the mountains and uh, all get to know each other better and really form this, this important network and this this team of startups that help each other. And then uh, next day we'll start the work for the next three months. I'm super excited about the hike, honestly. I, I haven't me had too. a chance to do this kind of like event with startups before because we only had one batch with me because uh, I'm new to the team and it was all virtual. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that in September. Should be good fun. Me too. I hope you know that you will be leading the way. So of course, study the map already. it just goes <laughs> up, right? I just have to go up. That's yeah, pretty easy. Just, Always go north. <laughs> any house that we find in the mountains. No exactly. We'll, 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 we'll find something, I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully Google Maps works in the ops, but we'll see. Excellent. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, that's fantastic. So look, if anyone has any questions, uh, we'll put the details underneath because uh, of course, you know, I, I work at Expreneurs as well and it's it's uh, no problem to contact us about any of these things that we've discussed. And even if it's not Expreneurs, but even if it's just Untenematum in general and you want to get in touch with the right program uh, for your stage. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much everything, Barbara. Thank you very, very much. I really appreciate it. It was great to hear the full story of, of Isar Aerospace because of course I know bits and pieces of her story, but uh, it was really great that you kind of put that together. I think that would be a great clip to also share uh, for, for, for LinkedIn or to share it on YouTube as well. But um, thanks for also giving the full details about all the benefits that we kind of provide for, um, for teams and entrepreneurs. And uh, I think we'll have to do another interview with uh, maybe uh, um, some of our colleagues in the future, do a little bit more regularly. Uh, we do do two batches per year, just in case anyone sees this later. So we normally have a batch that kicks off in like 
March to May, and then the next batch is from kind of September to November, December. So just in case you know um, that this is always a regular occurrence every year. Great. Exactly. So. And the other programs are are starting their application usually throughout the year. So yep. some application is always running. Um, yes. And just <laughs> Plenty of choice. That's for sure. Plenty of choice. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Barbara, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. We have to do this again. I can't believe it took me like, you know, six, seven months to get uh, someone from Exponer on, on the podcast. I should have, should have done this much earlier, uh, but really enjoyed it. And I think it's going to be great value for all the startups and all the entrepreneurs that are listening. So thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much for the invitation. Of course. Ciao, ciao. Bye.